Hello, welcome to the latest episode of Lifting the Lid. My name's Andy Ely, I'm a Senior Funeral Director with G Seller Independent Funeral Directors and we've been serving bereaved families since 1910. I'm sure you're well aware there's lots of different misconceptions, myths, taboos around the funeral profession and what happens. So we've decided to put this um, series of podcasts together to try and dispel some of those myths and answer any questions. So please do, please like and share and subscribe. Um, send any questions that you have, send them to liftingthelid at gseller.co.uk and we will do our absolute best to answer them for you. It genuinely is our family looking after your family. So today we're going to talk about the role of a funeral director. Uh, so I'm here with my colleague and co-host Joe. Hello. Good morning, Joe. Um, and we're going to talk about the, the, the kind of the perception, the reality as to what it is to be a funeral director and what you should expect from, from your funeral director. So I guess from my perspective, um, in previous episode we've mentioned our background. So I, mm. I come from a completely different background, not knowing around the funeral profession. So um, my perception of a funeral director was quite simply someone that walks in front of a hearse with a hat and a cane. Um, hear that a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, that's not the case, is it, Joe, really? I mean, no, absolutely not, no, I mean, uh, I, my sort of perception of a funeral director was actually, when I sort of came into it, um, was actually fairly accurate, because I, I remember as a, a kid, I've said previously, my dad was a funeral director, so I remember the phone going off at three o'clock in the morning and disappearing out of the house, you know, times before mobile phones. Um, so my idea of it was actually fairly accurate when I came into it. Brilliant. But there is an awful lot more to it, of course. What you don't realise oh, is all certainly. the paperwork and, and, and everything that comes in, you know, when you really start getting into it. Um, so this is the thing. I mean, we, we, we could labour a list of bullet points here, but from your funeral director, you should be expecting someone that's kind of technically competent, you know, they, they know their role. Um, I guess it's kind of in, in to a degree, a we're kind of organising a mini event, but it's a really important mini event because we've only got one opportunity to get it right and it absolutely has to be right. In a short space of time as well. Yeah, That's certainly, right. so usually around within two, maybe three weeks, isn't mm. it? So you've got to get all these elements to come together. So that part that I spoke about um, initially there about well, swanning around in front of the hearse um, with a hat and a cane, that, that is part of it. That's, that's the conducting, isn't it? That's mm. kind of the final piece, the ceremony mm. uh, behind things. Uh, I mean, but, I mean, Joe, talk me through some of the bits that you know, we do to lead up to that. Yeah, well, of course, to get to that point, um, you have to have sort of had a venue, um, and, you know, someone to take the service. So, you know, that involves liaison with various ministers or celebrants, you know, because of course, you know, you should be given the option as whether you want a religious or non-religious service or no service at all. Um, so you should be talked through those sort of options um, as you're going through things. And it's the funeral director that guides us guides us through that, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah, I mean, they should talk you through every step of the way. All the uh, paperwork, I mean, with, with a cremation, certainly there's an awful lot of paperwork, and that's something we wouldn't expect a family to, A, know what to do, or expect them to complete themselves. No. So it's something that we, we assist with, yeah. uh, put it all together. Uh, communicating with the crematorium as well, clergy, different, you know, different elements, as you said there. Yeah. I mean, that communication piece is real, real yeah, important. Because there's a lot of elements to bring together, isn't there? Because it, it, it's not just making sure your church or venue is available. Of course, you then got to make sure funeral director availability. You know, what vehicles would you like? Is it to be a, a hearse? Do you want a motor hearse, a horse-drawn hearse, a motorcycle hearse? You know, all these different options that you can have. Is the church available for the time and date that you want? Um, is consequently then the burial ground or the crematorium available? Does it all coincide? So many different options that you can have. Lots and lots of different things. And we need to be flexible as well. So yeah. when we have those conversations, like uh, adapt with the family to, to 
work with what suits them, yeah. um, as well as what suits us and what works with the clergy. Um, absolutely high standard of appearance um, from our perspective as well, mm. all the way through, from beginning to end. So not just that ceremonial piece, mm. it should be every touch point with that family. It should be like no other. I'm worried about my pocket square now. I still haven't seen <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. one <knows>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I mean, it, it really is an involved job, isn't it? You touched there um, briefly about the, the other elements of it, the, the out of hours, so it's something that, that stays with you, isn't it? It's, um, absolutely, yeah. Um, certainly not a nine to five role, is it? Um, you know, as well as I do, that you can be all tucked up nicely in bed, you're just falling asleep, and all of a sudden the phone rings. Um, something really loud in my case, so it wakes me up. Yeah, absolutely. And, then, uh, and then someone's on the other end, and, and you know, you, you don't know quite where you're going to go. Um, you know, you can be going to a local nursing home, local house, you know, it could be regressively in the middle of a forest or something somewhere. Yeah, you know, absolutely. So, you know, you, uh, You've got to be on the ball with things, certainly. So you and I, we do the same role in that. We, we convey people into our care. Um, so the first point of meeting um, a family. Um, other colleagues, um, they answer the phones in the middle, which, to be honest, I'm, I'm quite glad I don't do that part of the role. Yeah, there's, there's no... Uh, Me yeah, at two yeah, o'clock no in the morning. Is. <laughs> <laughs> so we need to be able to sort of understand all sorts of facets as well. So not just the funeral itself, but all the other elements that, um, that are involved. So... You know, the aftercare side of things, uh, mm. memorials, um, we need to be able to offer advice or at the very least be able to bring someone in that can talk through in a, a sensible manner as to mm. what we can provide. I mean... Yeah. The thing is, I mean, these days there's no real limit with what you can do on a funeral, is there? Absolutely. Um, so, service stationery, um, you know, it's not just service sheets that perhaps people might want. You might want memorial cards or bookmarks or personalised... Um, jewellery. Yeah, yeah, jewellery. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we need to know all the different products and be able to offer. Basically, that family that is sitting in front of you, our family, you become part of that family for, I don't know, a good two, maybe three weeks. And, mm. and you're the expert. You're the person that they look upon to give them the answers. It's an incredibly difficult time for them. And they need someone to rely on that can provide the right information, the right mm. advice. Um, so... As I think you said in a previous episode, it's a really rewarding, but from our perspective, it's, it's, it's really quite intense. It feels very intense. I guess. Yeah, it's, it's something that sits with you. Um, Again, especially with regards to time frame sometimes, because you, you're relying on third-party printers, of course. You're relying absolutely. on and getting the information in the first place from ministers. Yeah, it can, be a, it can be a bit intense sometimes. Of course, it doesn't just stop there. You've then got cremated remains afterwards. So perhaps if you've got, um, you know... A, a, cremation service then it's going through just as importantly what happens to the cremated remains after the service if they're to be buried or scattered and again there's so many options for them these days as well yeah, absolutely um, and again I mentioned the aftercare so the bereavement side of things you know offering a service to be able to support family after the funeral itself yeah, absolutely um, I'm going to talk again you know that, that initial perception for, for, for me about the being a conductor so it's really important that um, dignity is preserved at all times mm. when we're conversing with a family when we're looking after their loved one it needs to be something that it's got to be the highest standards yeah. as I said earlier there's only one go at it and mm. we've got to get it right well like yourself um, you know take funerals out conduct funerals and this is where that perception of the person standing in front of the hearse comes in because as we've said people forget about all that we've just said just previously there this is what people think of the day. And what most people know about a funeral 
is that you've got the chap who stands, man or lady, sorry, that stands in front of the, the, the hearse, but then vehicles need to be clean. People yeah, understand that. Gotta be absolute tip-top condition. You know, they're shiny, they're hoovered inside. Um, you never know anyone else has ever been in those vehicles prior to that family getting in there. Um, and it's the same with our standards of appearance, like you say. But it's not just us, it's the bearers on the day that are looking after us. It's making sure that their shoes are shiny, trousers are not creasing properly. It's the finer points of the detail uh, that really make the funeral director. So in theory, if the funeral director has done their role as it should be, the, the ceremonial piece where it all comes to, together at the end of the, um, you know, for the actual funeral itself, mm. it should, it should flow perfectly. But, well, let's be honest, sometimes things go wrong, there might be some road works that appear overnight, so you've got to be um, quite a quick thinker and work yeah. dynamically. Yeah. Um, same with risk assessing, um, you know, you go into cemeteries, graveyards, there's a lot of risks in there, there's a lot of potential hazards, so as the conductor, the funeral director encompassing all this, we need to look after our team uh, and of course the family as well, so Absolutely. I think it's, it's, it's really important. I think Joe touched on there as well, the, the fact that it's not just us as the funeral directors, yeah. Um, so yeah, we're that one point of contact with the family, but we, there's a huge team around us, we all work together. Mm. You know, we have to, we have to, we just, just don't quite honestly have the time to do everything ourselves, do we? No, absolutely not. No, it's just important, I mean everybody, it's just as important as everybody else. Um, I may be the person who's looking after the family, but of course if I've got someone there to assist with burying the coffin, then that funeral can't go ahead. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, everybody in the team is just as important as everybody. And every single family that we look after, it should, from their perspective, feel as though that's the only family we're looking after. Yeah. So it's just, as I said earlier, a personal service, and we are part of that family for that couple of weeks or so. Yeah. I think we've kind of covered a bit of an overview there of mm, what it is to be a funeral director um, mm. as an individual. So, um, I mean, if anyone does have any questions about any specifics, um, I'm going a bit more detail about any of the, the elements there. Please, um, as I said earlier, please like, share, subscribe, um, pop an email in, send it to liftingthelid at gseller.co.uk. Um, we'll do our absolute best to answer them. Thank you, Joe, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.